The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Ordinary. I'm your host, Dan Torres. With me, as always, is my brother, my co-host, Benjamin Torres. How's it going? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. It has, it has Isn't it weird? I normally, it's only been a week. Yeah. I only see you, I feel like I see you once a week minimum, mm-hmm. but lately we've been seeing each other more than that, so like... That's this point, this yeah. week was kind of weird, because I, like, I was like, oh, I'm kind of missing some Benji in my life. <laughs> Uh, how was your week? How was our, did was you good. find ways to beat the heat all week and everything like oh, that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just turning on every single fan in the house usually works. Are you, you still know. working outside right now too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, summertime is when we're most active. Right. Um, right now we're working overtime hours, which is great, um, and it's. It's a it's tough work, but you know I don't mind getting a little bit of a tan. No, of course <laughs> you know not. What I mean? Well, you got to take advantage of it while you can, especially oh, yeah. with us because we tan so easily during yeah, the summer that absolutely. we got to just soak up every little inch possible. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, <clears throat> I just worked. Uh, Casey left for Florida. She oh, went yeah. to Miami. Uh, she's having a great time down there, which is awesome. Um, other than I've just been bored at home. Yeah, just crying every day waiting yeah, for her to get back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't shock me. Uh, no, a couple of buddies of mine uh, literally broke into my house and woke me up. <laughs> and uh, they were like, hey, we're going bowling. And I went, okay. <laughs> Guess so. Yes. Yeah, Guess so. we're going to do this now. <laughs> So we went bowling, and then uh, we went back to his house, and we watched, what is it, Shark Tank for a little bit. Very and cool. And then we went home. Yeah, that's a, that's never a bad yeah. way to spend an evening. And sometimes, like, those nights are good because, uh, it, you know, when you're not busy and you end up just sleeping the whole night, yeah, <laughs> you tend to just, like... I don't know, like almost feel like you wasted your night or, you know, yeah, you almost wake up with some kind of regret. Like, yeah, mm. like, should I have done that? Should I not have? <laughs> like, I feel, you know, wake up feeling like you just oh, yeah. gained like six pounds yeah. because you feel fat and lazy. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly how you, <laughs> how you're talking about. Well, it sounds like you had a good Friday night at least. 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, I wish Casey was here, but it, yeah, it was fun. It was for sure. Fun. What about you? What'd you do with your Friday, dude? I my Friday consisted of it was the last week of school. First of all, so hey, all the kids were on hundred, but thank God the school year's over. <laughs> first one back since COVID, and uh, like first full year back. Yeah, and uh, the normalcy was really nice of being able to complete a whole school year. Mm-hmm. I think we all kind of needed that. Absolutely. Felt good because last year I feel like I got my training wheels, and this year I felt like I was in the full school mode every day. Hey, um, nice. So so that was cool. That was a good feeling to have. Mm. Um, but other than that, season three of Umbrella Academy came out this week. And oh, yeah? I, uh, I was hoping not to binge it because <laughs> I tend to do that with shows, but... But you binged it. Julie and I started it yesterday, and or um, not yesterday. We started it on Wednesday, and we are done. <laughs> We're done with it. Holy crap, what a great show. Ten episodes. Ten and they're episodes. about like a, a little under 50 minutes each. Okay. Um, you know, that's, that's not too bad. Casey, um, she watched Stranger Things seasons one, two, and... What's no. So yeah, seasons one and two in like a span of two days. Oh good lord. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. She had a day off, which made sense, you know, so she was able to just binge it the one day, but Man, I do you like binging shows or do you like kind of spreading it out? It depends on the show. On the show and on what time. I have available. Okay. So when Daredevil season two came out, and that's the Punisher season that yeah. they did. Yes. Uh, I happened to be on spring break that week. So they released it the week I was on spring break. Okay. And it was done by the time spring break was over. Like that was it. Okay. Um, yeah. It's so like it, yeah, like it, and it depends on the desire I have to watch it too. Right? Yeah, I wanted to see that season with Daredevil or and uh, season with Punisher so bad. Yeah. Like with how good John Bernthal looked from the previews and how good that season ended up mm. looking overall. Overall, it's probably the weakest season of Daredevil they've done. Um, but it doesn't mean by any means that it's bad. It no, just got yeah. kind of weak because the story got divided in the middle and like set up for. Defenders a little yeah. bit, so it just kind of got weird. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, but Umbrella Academy is one of those shows uh, that it feels like you're climbing a ladder each season, oh. and you just keep going higher and higher and getting okay. better and better within everything. Yeah. Um, the story is so fucking cool. It's so cool. It's so, so, so... You've never watched the show, right? I have not, no. Oh, dude, it'd be right up your alley. Okay. So, the the spoiler-free premise, how they start off the show by explaining it... Okay. ...is one day, a ton of women... I can't remember exactly how many there were. Okay. But all of a sudden, one day, a bunch of women just got pregnant randomly and oh. gave birth that same day. Oh, jeez. So wow. They conceived, gave, uh, or got pregnant and gave yeah. birth all in the same Within day. Within a span of Like a few all hours, in the same of much. like 30 minutes, like Holy a 30 crap. minute span, um, from what I remember at least. <clears throat> um, 
So all of those babies were born with some type of superpower. So this really rich guy bought as many of the babies as he could <laughs> from the parents. And uh, so those seven he formed into like a superhero team. He bought himself some X-Men. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so um, he formed a superhero team and called them the Umbrella Academy. But he is not – Charles Xavier, this man is not. <laughs> this man is a terrible human being. Like he gives them no love. He gives that them no huh? – he, he just kind of raises them to be like kind of like how um, uh, Matthew Modine was in Stranger Things like with Papa – how, oh, like when he raised a lot, like yes. he's kind of a shitbag, but like yeah. and gave her no love or anything like that. It's very similar, like that's where they are. Yes. But that doesn't even begin to describe the shit show that this that this show is. It's so crazy. I can't even describe any of it to you because I feel like people watching it organically can get just the maximum effect out of this. And okay. I thought this season was brilliant. I thought it was the best one yet that they've, okay. that they've nice. done with it. Awesome. It's cool. As someone who's into superheroes and someone who's into X-Men and oh, stuff, yeah. you would flip okay. for this show. I'll have to check that out. It's then. so cool. Uh, speaking of season three is coming out, season three of The Boys is still coming out. Oh, my God. No, I need to watch The Boys no, still. I'm going to check that. Yeah, I haven't seen season one or two. I want to check it out. Jonathan um, keeps raving about that yo, show. Oh, he says it's incredible. And I just, what made me really want to watch it is, I think it was yesterday or today I saw this mm-hmm. thing that said um, uh, the producers of The Boys put out their next episode called Herogasm okay. or something like that. And they said, this is not an episode for everyone. That's what I like, saw too from really, that. Yeah, this is a really, you know tough episode and then i saw like a clip from one of the episodes i was like holy fuck this looks crazy that's what john says like you like you feel like you need a shower after watching that show <laughs> like you can't just sit and like yeah. binge it you have to like say, take it in portions a- have you seen like clips of it though Yes, I have. Dude, Homelander, I, as much as I hate him, he's a savage. Bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. He just takes what he wants. It's like, oh, my he's God. He's a nut job. That dude is dude's awesome. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, great job. Seriously. Like I said, I still have to watch the show. But, Same, um, yeah. I, I, But that's one that I've been dying to get into, honestly. It yeah. really just is. Yeah. Um. But on the comic book talk real quick, I didn't get a ton done this week just because (laughs) of how crazy everything's been. No, yeah. Um, Of course, I went into Queen City and got my new titles. Um, Well, of course. So I did accomplish that, which which was something that... You know, I absolutely had to do. Mm. Like it's, it's. <laughs> I had to go to Queen City. We have to hit Cosmic today. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason I've been doing. I told you I've been doing an inventory of all my comic books, and I'm doing it for very specific reasons, so hey, I can like yeah. look for certain ones and like get back into certain things. Um, however, uh, I did pick up. I'll, I'm interested to let you know, like some stuff I did pick up this week. Um, that I haven't gotten to yet. Okay. Um, so we were lucky enough to find Road to Dark Crisis finally last oh, week. Finally, I did get to 
um, read that one. Yes. That was one that Same I absolutely I had to those. like yes. to read the preview for. I heard you guys talking a little bit about uh, it on what's going on the yes. other day. Um, we're just getting right into the thick of everything, which I think oh is really cool. I thought the Cobra attack was so cool, how they're pulling in like all these different groups that are just like mm-hmm. <laughs> now just trying to fight for power, even if they're lesser known and things like that. The yep. power struggle being shown is really, really cool within that. Yeah. So I did get to read Road 2 and Regular Dark Crisis um, and picked up Dark Crisis Young Justice and oh. uh, the Flash uh, 783 this week, which both tie into that. Oh, cool. Those I haven't gotten the chance to read just mm. yet. Okay. However, I'm going to be reading them as soon as possible. In fact, All after right. we comic book today, I may just stick around and oh. just read a few titles for a few hours at your houses. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, so those I picked up, super excited to keep going with the Dark Crisis storyline. I think it's fun so far. It looks I think so good. I also think from someone of our perspective, seeing Nightwing so heavily involved as like the leader of the Justice League, or hopefully, no, hopefully, and it's it's awesome. He's like, I have to lead the Titans. I'm like, dude. Screw the Titans. Just come join the league. Have the Titans join the league. Just come on. Really? You know you have to lead it, dude. The like, way the way I look at modern day Nightwing and how much he's evolved is like the similar look that I would have in my eyes as uh the one Happy had when he in Spider Man Far From Home where they're on the plane and he's building the uh, the spider armor oh, and, yeah, and yeah. Happy's just like staring at him and watching him. <laughs> That's how I feel looking at Nightwing Like he's now. staring at I'm like, Tony you're Bruce. Stark. Yeah, yeah like you're Bruce. He really is Bruce you're Wayne. You're Bruce Wayne, dude. Um, he is. He's put on the cowl once before. Why can't... Why? So do you know who this other Batman is? I don't know. I've never heard of this guy. Is this... Is this Batman um, Darkwing? I think it is. Is that who it is? I just or Batwing. Batwing. I think. Is yeah. That that guy's name. I was never super into Batwing, so that's the Me one neither. thing I was a little confused about. Yeah. But I'm I'm imagining that's who took Why it on. Why didn't Nightwing take the cowl? That's what I'm confused. Because on. he doesn't want. He hates being Batman. I know. He doesn't feel right as Batman. I know. That's why but... he's so good as Nightwing. Is he, <laughs> yeah. That's why he's so good in that role is because, like, he refuses to be Bruce. Like, is... he will never – he will always be his own person. Yeah. And in White Knight, we're learning that that's kind of a downfall of his, too, at that point. Yeah, that's true. You know? That is true. We also get – oh, my God. The new issue of White Knight comes out on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah, baby. Sad. Yeah, I think we got that coming up to look forward to. Um, so do you know if this – is this Batgirl Stephanie Brown? I believe so. Okay. Because, yeah, that suit is awesome and it makes it look like a mix of both the spoiler and – That's the problem Batgirl. about like – you know, COVID kind of threw me off. But like there's so many titles that I need to like know, look at yeah. and be like, hold on. I need to catch – I'm glad you're feeling the same so way different. though. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you're feeling the same way though because I feel like you're – always at least a little bit more caught up yeah. than I am. And the yeah. fact that you are that you have questions too makes me happy because, like, we could both learn through this together. Yeah. Like, I, I want to kind of learn who this Nocturna girl is. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of her before. 
I want to know why Firefly looks so badass because he's never looked never badass looked a that day good. in his life. He's never looked that good. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they made him look like that. I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like, shit, we're going so there. Good, man. <laughs> I can't believe it. It was kind of it was kind of like the same effect I had when I saw Riddler in, uh, <laughs> in Batman Killing Time. Mm-hmm. I was like, why Why are you so good looking? Yeah, I know. He's a handsome <laughs> devil in that. He is a handsome devil, seriously. I, I, yeah, I just... I, I thought it was really cool. So I think it's sad that um, Jon Stewart had died, but I think it's cool that it wasn't Hal Jordan. Yeah. And that way he was able to actually, you know, he comes back and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, where that, is everyone? that's the cool thing about the lanterns. Yeah, I, I like that they still have those remaining. I don't know how I feel about Black Adam still. I feel like I that really, might come back to bite them. I feel like I, they could trust him. I don't know why. I don't know. I feel like they could trust him, and and I, I think it's so. for the same reason that Wally West said, and it's because they don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. Is they need to do whatever they can. To try to, you know, put together a league to try to help the world. Yeah, you know, I agree. And poor new Superman is trying his damn best. <laughs> and all he can get his kids on board. I know. And, and, you know, he's trying. He's doing his best. I like I like that Damien's going to be the new, like, broody Batman. But, I, yeah. you know, he's trying and he's like... Join our league, Black Adam. He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Your, not doing your team that. is full of kids. I'm not joining you. <laughs> but then you get that that absolutely huge twist at the end. That oh my god, whoever that girl is, yeah, that guy comes in with a bomb Long strapped strapped. to his chest and shot, and all of a sudden the Titan's tower explodes right in front of Dick Grayson's face. Well. Dick Grace is in front of the bomb, but the Titan's Tower explodes mm-hmm. all of a sudden. So now we don't even know if Dick Grayson is alive or not. We don't know. We also don't know what the hell happened to Beast Boy either. We don't know. What I happened. really hope. I that think he's dead. He might be. I think he's dead. I think Deathstroke. If you're that close in a gun range from Deathstroke, you're not it's walking impossible. out of that situation. It's impossible. You just that doesn't happen. He he makes. Sure, you are dead. He makes damn sure you it's are dead. Crazy. Um, it's just crazy. I think it's cool that um, this guy that they're bringing in that's gonna that's now building this machine mm-hmm. to mess with the multiverse. I think it's very cool that um, that that happens in Road to Dark Crisis. Yeah. So if you if you didn't read that, you wouldn't really have any clue what's going on at the yeah. end of it. Yeah. Yeah. You can, if you picked up Dark Crisis, I would say you can just kind of pick up and go with it. You can. But uh, Road to Dark Crisis is nice because you know it shows why Nightwing is there and why yeah. he showed up. And In fact, like that. After we picked those up last week, I um, read Road to Dark Crisis and then reread Dark Crisis. So that, like, oh, I felt nice. like, because something about it didn't 
feel right to me, like reading them out of order. No, you yeah, know? I know what you mean. It's just it's the nerd in me for whatever. <laughs> That's why reason. I was so happy why that I didn't read it, and then we found Rogue to Dark Crisis. I was like, Perfect. me too, me now too. Now I could just hop right into the story. Yeah. Oh, it's good like that. So, um, uh, the next one we're getting. Uh, for next month is going to be Dark Crisis 2. That's the first one. I believe so, yep. yep. Um, and then the second yeah, one what I else is say in July? is The World Without Superman, or The World Without uh, Justice League Superman, number one. Um, and then it's going to be uh, Dark Crisis Young Justice 2 and The Flash 784. Jeez. Okay, perfect. Ooh. Man. I'm you uh, you know that the morning of my wedding, we're literally like when we're <laughs> sitting around like waiting for certain things, like we're going to be reading comic books oh, and man. being like, oh my god, like what happened? I'm, to I'm this? gonna be late to your wedding because I'm like looking for the world without Superman comic. I'm like, where is it? You're uh, reading the comic book as you're walking down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, and do you, Julie, take? Oh my God! What a twist! Man, shut the fuck up! <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's Flash 784. I couldn't help it. Um, uh, so, other titles I grabbed this week. So, I got a title from Image. Um, it's the first issue of a four-issue series called "Beware of the Eye of Odin." Oh. Um, I thought that. The artwork looked super cool on this. So I wanted to pick it up. And because it's oh, such a wow. limited series, I thought it would be a cool read because cool I only artwork. have to collect a few. Mm-hmm. Again, it's Image, so they only sell their issues for a dollar. So mm-hmm. why why not? Why, why not get not? it? Um, I did happen to pick up uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Moon Girl because that's oh. been advertised in so many issues recently. And I think the cover art on this is... Nice. Beautiful. Okay. I love the way yeah, the colors nice. pop on this. Okay. Um, so I finally decided I'm either going to just get something like that and hop right in, or I'm going to ask them, hey, is there a Miles Morales? Cosmic might have, just yeah. Hop right in. We, we might have some stuff yeah, so to we'll look see. for today. We'll so see. we'll definitely do that. Um, Immortal X Men number three, <laughs> which I still have to read, but this storyline has been really excellent, focusing on like Sorry. the Mutant Council. Did I read X Men number two? I, th- I did. You did. Yes, yes. I did. Yeah, because they I just can't remember what happens at the very end. Uh, that happens to me. I'll, I remember. We're reading story, so many different storylines right now that it, that that makes sense. <laughs> I'm actually so I'll I'll get to it in a little bit. I don't want to. I okay. Want to yeah. Jump yeah. Ahead of myself. Um, I have uh, Miles Morales three and four. I still have to read. So I have um, what if he became Hulk and what if he became Thor? Apparently, the Thor one caught some controversy because of the way that it's written like it's almost written kind of like <sighs> people are like it's racist it ra- it's racist i don't think it's racist i think uh, he might have been able to phrase it a little better but they did almost something limericky but they like kind of made it almost like a white guy was like trying to be a black guy almost and uh, like i don't know I, it's i kind of see what you're saying yeah you'll have to like Tyler was messaging me about it this week. He was like, apparently, like, this new Thor is, like, racist as hell or whatever and, like, was showing you the controversy. And I read the first page and I was like, I don't think this is bad. I think there's some terrible wording. Yeah, it's just bad wording. But it may mean if they retract this that this issue might be worth something at some point. Oh, that's a good point. You know? That's a very good point. um, Uh, I did get the chance to read the first issue of Spider-Punk this week. And uh, I am so sorry I shit on this series. 
I and I didn't. Let me rephrase that. I didn't shit on the series <laughs> when I when I first got it. I said that I wanted to get into like a uh, like an actual solid Spider-Man storyline. Okay, yeah. And because um, it was kind of like an off the beaten path one, I didn't know. If I necessarily wanted to get into Spider Punk, right. or if you would be into it, right? Eating. Because it's not like a spectacular Spider Man or right. amazing Spider Man or all that. This is cool. This is really fucking well done. Really, um, it's the um, author afterwards in his notes in the first one talks about how um, it growing up black and liking punk rock is was always kind of a weird crowd to be in. Because it was like, you know, punk rock, you think of like more white kids listen to it and things like that. So this is his version of Spider-Man where it's like Spider-Man's a black punk rocker with a band and like has like these these companions that fight alongside of him. Um, And this Spider-Man happens to be Hobby Brown, who is the original Prowler. So this is – Yeah, so this is Hobby Brown's version of of Spider-Man. And it's a kick-ass version, dude. It really is. Apparently he pitched this and a bunch of people got behind it. Like there was a whole fandom behind it. Yeah. So this is a six-issue series. So why not pick up the six issues that they have out? This is a really fucking cool storyline. So I have to read number two. Um, but I, I'm really, really floored by how cool that universe is. Awesome. And I love that, that, uh, the Spider-Verse is expanding like that. Oh, yeah. So why not? Oh, yeah. Why not put that? Mm. Um, Punisher War Journal Blitz, which I saw was on, um, the new issues list for this week. Ooh. I am such a huge Punisher fan, man. I am such a huge fan of the Punisher. <laughs> and I'm looking for a good current storyline to read with him. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping that that turns out yeah, <laughs> to be something story, yeah. a, like really cool to follow. Um, Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood number two uh, I picked up. Next month we have Moon Knight issue 13 to look forward to, which is a whole new storyline. So we can start reading current Moon Knight issues, which I'm very much looking forward to after watching that series. I yeah. just want everything I can. Um, and finally on my new list, I have the new Fantastic Four which on oh. the cover shows Spider-Man, Hulk, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider. And if somehow they're the new Fantastic Four, very interested to see where the fuck we're going with this. That's crazy. Doesn't that look bizarre? That's crazy. Yeah. What? Um, you know what? If it doesn't have Bombastic Bagman, I'm not into it. Oh, yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So, uh, so hilarious. Funny. That's one of the best story storylines ever. It's great. I love that even um, Human Torch had even put a kick me sign on. I lo- I love Torch's relationship with Spider Man. That's one of my favorite relationships in the whole MCU. Is like how much Human Torch fucks with Spider Man. I don't know, man. For me, it might be Spidey and Deadpool. It's really Spidey and anyone with me. Yeah. <laughs> They just have such great interactions with them. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those are those are what I'm walking around with in my backpack right now because I still have to read them. I still have a couple of years that I need to pour through. Okay. I have Monday off. I'm planning – oh, and tomorrow I'm pretty much free too. So the awesome. next two days I'm planning on just reading what I need to read, yep. getting it all into my veins, soaking it up. Filing more of my comics, doing everything yeah. I need to do with that. I feel you there. Um, 
I feel like I've been talking a lot about X Men lately. Yeah. But um, so my must read this week, X Men Red is just so cool. It's yeah, so I it's such it's such a out. cool storyline. Um, <clears throat> they they figured out how to resurrect mutants within this world of X Men that's going on right now. Oh, so mutant resurrection is a big thing that's happening both in Immortal X Men, X Men Red, and across other universes yeah. as well as they're getting resurrected. Um, so that's playing a big role into like a lot of this. Like, people dying and then coming back and then, like, yeah. doing... Um, but, like, I also love the version of Magneto they're putting forth within this series specifically. I think it's kind of like an old, weathered, like, kind of, like, really wants to just live his life and, like, be away from, like, all the shit he used to be in in the past. Like, you see okay, a definite yeah. change within him. And... In this last issue, in X-Men Run number three that just came out, he just did one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen Magneto do in my entire life. So he's, um, it it doesn't have a ton to do with the storyline, but I'll, I I just, I have to spoil it because it's so cool. No, yeah, it's okay. He's, so um, there's this mutant, um, on Mars there's like this mutant race of aliens that's there too. So... The one alien is, like, he's on the council, and Vulcan challenged him to, like, a duel. But the um, the mutant from Mars, his, his power is he absorbs other mutants' powers, oh. basically. So he absorbed, he basically just absorbs Vulcan's power after Vulcan gets, like, too weak to do anything and, like, cru- and, like crushes him. Like, just kills Vulcan right there on the battlefield or whatever. And then it's like, is anyone else challenging for my seat? And Magneto flies in, and he's standing there, and he's got, like, his helmet to the side of him or whatever. He's, like, flying in, got his helmet lingering to the left of him or whatever. He's just Mm -hmm. controlling it. So as soon as the alien says he accepts the challenge, like, the moment he barely finishes the words, and all of a sudden... (laughs) Magneto's helmet goes on the alien's head and he's like he's like what are you doing and he's like he's like my helmet uh, uh, erases telekinetic powers he's like you can't use them when you have my uh, the helmet on you don't have telekinesis or whatever so you're erased and then he literally like he puts that on and then he just goes like that and just goes And just crushes <laughs> his the mutant's head yeah. inside of his helmet. That's crazy. And it's just That's the fucking crazy. power of an Omega-level mutant like Magneto that. shown like that is so fucking cool. It's so cool. It was really cool to read um, Immortal X-Men and see him and Storm teaming up like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and to see, uh, what was it, uh... Uh, Jean, right? Jean yeah, Gray? I think Jean's there. She was talking about um, how when they work, like, separate, they're a powerhouse alone, but when they work together, it's like, it's, like, it's yeah. over. It's, like, the battle is It's overkill. Done. It's like you don't need to do exactly. anything else. Exactly. That was cool <laughs> to see. 
Oh my uh, but god! But I'll have to read Immortal. So uh, good. X Men Red. Then I'll definitely read X Men Red. Yeah, X Men Red's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, yeah, I once again I kind of I'm just so blown away by all the shit that's out. That's so good. I know. Right everything now. I'm reading is great. I'm loving everything. Mm-hmm. This really is a great time for comic booking. It, it is. Really is. Um. Storyline I recommend uh, while we're on it, a throwback one for this week. Yes. Um, so lately I've been thinking about this. Um, I actually revisited it recently. There's um, a Robin miniseries. It's um, Robin 3 from 1993 that I just revisited. Um, it's a six-part series called um, Cry of the Huntress. I think you probably remember these comic books. The one I had, I had one of them when I was a kid, and they have, the variants have, like, these holographic covers. I do remember You, you remember it. those. I do remember it. Um, yes. I yes. think it's such a good Huntress storyline, first of all. Um, I, it was the first storyline I really got into that focused on, like, the minor characters. Yeah. So it focused on Huntress and Robin. And then um, KG Beast is who they're kind of, like, uh, fighting against. If you even remember him, he's such an obscure villain. He's very kind of like, almost like the Russian Bane in a, in a lot of senses. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's all about um, them trying to get this girl back at first, and then it fails. And it's Robin learning a bunch of himself, but also like trying to uh, get through school and different things. Uh, unscathed because yeah learning to be robin and learning to be like his counsel his counselor in the second issue like starts it off by being like where did you get those bruises on your face on the or it's the third issue i think um it's like where where are you getting these bruises from is somebody hurting you like what's going on so like people are thinking like he's being abused and like different things and then like even midway through that issue or whatever they're in this fight in this bar and someone hits uh, it takes a baton and just smacks um, Tim across the face with it, Ooh. and and he said in his head he thinks he's like not in the face, not and he's like anywhere but the fucking face. Come on, and then he looks in the mirror at the end and he's got this giant black and blue mark across his face when he's oh, about to go to no. school again. So it's cool. It it gives you. I've always been a huge Robin fan because when we were Same. kids, you couldn't be Batman, but you could be Robin, yeah, right? Exactly. There was there was always potential to be Robin because mm-hmm. Batman was like an adult; he's your elder, but yep. you can be, yeah. It, it's it's it's, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, Robin Cry of the Huntress is my throwback for this week. Okay, um, awesome. If you guys can get your hands on it, usually you can find it pretty cheap at most comic yeah. book stores. If you could find the older issues of it. Really, really solid I think series. I have an old Robin two issue. Yeah, I think you might. I yeah, I have Joker one for on sure. It. Yeah, yeah. I they did a couple of one. volumes of that. Um, for my highlight, um, we always talk about it on here a million times. Like I, since the Batman movie has come out, we've mm-hmm. talked about it a million million times. But I'm uh, finally getting around to reading uh, Batman No Man's Land again. Yep. And it's just a great story. Um, I forgot a lot of the characters and some of the old styles that they had went with. I forgot how Batgirl actually was, you know, dressed with that cool mask and everything. That yeah. was kind of when they finally 
started doing like full masks for mm-hmm. Batman. You know what I mean? Um, it's interesting to see like, you know, like everyone learning this new Gotham again. Yeah, I agree. And um, I'm trying to find it. I forgot. Yeah, here it is. Asriel's look. I forgot how cool it was for the time. Yeah, I agree. It was really, really interesting. I thought it was a really cool look, and they kind of missed that opportunity to go with that. But um, the, the story is just great. Mm-hmm. It's just a very solid, a very solid story. Uh, I'm planning on reading this. So this is book one of Batman No Man's Land, and then I'm going to be reading two as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's such a good series. Yeah, I suggest it. It's a great series. Gotham and Absolute Tatters mm-hmm. is something that had never been done before. And just the power struggle through the whole thing, you're just like, yeah. how the hell? There's a great issue. Um, it, it, There's a great issue where Superman comes in. And... Oh. He, um, man, he comes in and, and, uh... Because Lex Luthor is trying to rebuild, right? He's trying to rebuild, but, like, Superman's also, like, I can, like, I can help, like, I can help all these people or whatever. I can do this. And, um, and Bruce is like, okay, if you want to try, go ahead or whatever. And, uh, he, uh... He does something. He gets rid of, like, some major problem or, like, brings food to a certain community. And all of a sudden, all these people are swarming him, like, trying to get him to do the same thing for that. And then, like, when he can't, they're, like, turning hostile. And, like, it's all the – and he ends up flying away from it and meets Bruce again. And Bruce is like, I told you. Yeah. This isn't what they need right now. They can't do that. And, like, Superman's, like, heartbroken, but he realizes. He's like, yeah, there's – there's a method he to Bruce's to help, madness. But he can't help. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the perfect way to put it. Is there really is a method to Bruce's madness? Always. And it's like no one thinks about that. Mm-hmm. You know, they think, oh, he just beats up people, this and that. They don't realize that, and they don't show it. They don't show it enough. To be fair, but they don't realize there is a soft side to Batman. There's a side to Batman that that cares about the kids and and his city in general. Mm-hmm. And he does what he thinks is best for the city. Yeah. What's ultimately best is what he went with, you know? I agree. Uh, yeah, but great series. Yeah, Just great recommendation. Absolutely, yeah. Read No Man's Land for sure. Okay, so I told you I had a plan for our next three episodes. Yes. So... um. I had an idea, and I got thinking about a lot of things based on some stuff we've been talking about recently. Okay. We So you and I constantly bring up Avatar all the time. Right. We're always talking about Avatar this, Avatar that. And recently I said, one day we'll do a full episode dedicated to this. Okay. How about three of them? Oh, okay. So okay. I, have an, I had an idea a few days ago that... For the next few episodes, we take each of the books, and we'll start with book one this week. Okay. And what I did was there are 20 episodes in the first season, and then 20 and 21. And there's 21 in book three, and then 20 in uh, book two. Okay. So I made a um, 20-participant bracket. I randomized the numbers of the episodes. I put them in each bracket. 
What I figure is we'll face off episodes two by two and go through the bracket, and we can determine, in our opinion, that this is the fairest way to determine the best episode of each season, of each book, right? Okay. And then when we get to uh, the finale of the third book, we could face off those last three oh, yeah, the last and debate what we think the best episode of Avatar okay, of all time. Okay, that's a very cool idea. Yeah? Okay, yeah. Cool. I'm into it. So let's get into it. So um, <clears throat> for those who have not seen Avatar yet, um, you could either follow along while we do this and maybe it'll pique your interest a little bit more in the show. If you are um, uh, an Avatar fan and think we're wrong, well, you can let us know in some of these episodes. <laughs> you can let us know. All right. So we have a couple. Some of them got first-round buys. But, again, this was totally randomized. Okay. So I did not choose um, the order of how these episodes were paired together at right. all. Right. Okay. So the first um, for face-off that we have, uh, we have episode three, which is um, the Southern Air Temple. Versus episode 10, which is Jet. So two good episodes right off the bat. Uh, I'm sorry. It's the Southern Air Temple for me right away. Is it? I mean, so the episode with Jet is great with with, um, them not listening to – with them not uh, listening to Sokka Mm -hmm. and Sokka being right the whole time about Jet. And how bad he and, and he's doing the right thing. Yeah, wrong. He's doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Yes. Um, and Sokka's trying to tell everyone, but no one's listening. And all the characters they bring into it are very cool. And yet, Jed is later comes into the series and is very cool. Um, but for me, nothing beats. Uh, that's the third episode into the entire show. All of a sudden, you find out there was mass genocide of his entire clan, mm. and not only is he the only, is he the avatar, but now he's also the last Airbender. Yeah, he is like the he's, ra- truly... he's the last of his breed, mm-hmm. literally the last. So of his any breed. hope he had is gone. It's for gone. Any Airbenders left? Ah, uh, yeah, all of it just disappeared, and. Um, we do also get the introduction of Momo into that yes, episode too, who becomes a Momo crucial comes. character. Yeah, and it's just great. And, and you know, you think maybe, okay, maybe he actually won't find out about his people, mm. but then all of a sudden he's chasing after Momo, and he finds the Fire Nation soldiers in Gyatso, mm-hmm. just his dead body sitting there, and yeah, it, it's just it's crazy. And and then all of a sudden. That same thing, all of a sudden now everyone knows the Avatar's alive mm-hmm. again. That and now all of a sudden it's so yeah. I I love the episode with Jet, but it's episode three for me. So did you know? Far. So did you know that originally in Avatar, Momo was supposed to be Gyatso, the reincarnation of Gyatso. Yes, I read that fact. Yeah, that, that was very interesting. That makes sense to me in a lot of ways. It makes because he total finds him sense. at the Air Temple. It's it's almost like he was waiting around for Aang to come back, yeah. like he knew. Yeah. And then Momo ends up becoming, you know, Gyatso always had that playful energy within him. Mm-hmm. Like, he was never, ever serious. And that's how Momo is. Momo always takes on 
Aang's like funnier side more yeah. than he like yeah. even that the the um mm. the one where Momo is running away from those uh those bats, those oh, circus bats yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And he ends up like falling into that room of dancing whatever and he's just like Yeah, and he starts dancing. Yeah. yeah he's like <laughs> <laughs> So like and then even but you look at the loyalty to Aang too. Mm-hmm. Um we're jumping ahead a little bit, but the, we the put... loyalty to his team, I mean later on you see um in that very same episode, the whole time he's looking for Appa. Yeah. He's like I know he's somewhere nearby and then all of a sudden they dropped that huge hint that Appa's footprint was there. was there. And he was like... And he was there. Oh, my God. He was here. He was here. And, um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that that made total sense. And then yeah. it, 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 even if you look in book three when they're about to do the final battle, You've the only reason... Before. Momo leaves is because Aang says, Aang says leave Momo. I have to do this alone. He say he says leave Momo and Momo goes. He's like, all right. And then the minute he takes, um, uh, oh my god, not uh, Sozin, Ozai. Ozai. Oh my god, the mid the minute he takes Ozai's bending, Momo comes back. Yep. And the minute he's done, yeah. it's like his loyalty is yeah, just he's unfaltered. Like, Aang's all stunned, and then he stands back, hover. He's like, all right, I'm back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just. But yeah, I I agree. It makes complete sense. And what sells it for me is the memory they show is them throwing the pies. At yeah, the others, yeah, yeah. And then all the lemurs come and start eating the pie. Yeah, exactly. So I always thought like that's a cool like that's a cool connection. little thing. Yeah. Um. Cool. So I I absolutely agree with you. I think that yeah, the, the I, Southern Air Temple shows a lot more. You see. You learn again, who Roku is for the first time, too. Yeah, and that's the third damn episode. Yeah, it's the third episode <laughs> like, in the series. What? Mm-hmm. Um, so, next two we've got... This This one is kind of a weird one for me for a lot of reasons, because I like these episodes for different reasons. Okay. So you've got episode one, which is The Boy in the Iceberg, um, versus right. episode 11, which is The Great Divide. Oh. About Wei Jin and Jin Wei. Oh, Yeah. And the two clans going back and forth. So before um, you uh, get into it a little bit, for me, it's definitely the boy in the iceberg. Okay. Because of the significance of the plot, one. Um, The addition of – oh, my God. The addition of um, Sokka and uh, Katara – like right from the beginning, it sets off the foundation for everything. Um, you, you know, makes sense. I think that for me, that's where it lands. But I love the Great Divide for a lot of other reasons because <laughs> I think it shows like the divide in the personalities between Sokka and Katara the most yeah. out of everything in the season, and then Aang having to deal with both of them. Yeah, but those and then his more, and then it shows how much Aang's morality is unquestioned. <clears throat> like when he he's like, "You both brought food into this thing." Yeah. Yeah, like both of you ri- then, riding the spiders to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, and then um, it's interesting to see how much he's developed because you know we know how Aang is. He he would never tell a lie, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he makes up this long, elaborate story that's just amazing. That makes you literally think, 
oh my god, he knew Wei Jin and Jin Wei. <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden, uh, they're like, who knew you knew them? And he goes, yeah. Or maybe I lied. <laughs> and they're like, you did not. And he was like, hey, it brought peace, didn't it? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But um, I I got to say, I as much as I love The Great Divide, I think I have to agree with you. Episode one is just, it's a great introduction. Uh, the, the, the boy in the iceberg that all of a sudden you see is like, how the, how the hell is he in an mm-hmm. iceberg? And how the hell does he have a giant flying bison? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that it just has more significance yeah, to the whole show. And then is running with Zuko, and then his, you know, his origin story beginning, and it, uh, I, yeah, it's just, it's a great start to a show. I honestly. Uh, there are few. There were few things that I would change personally, but as a start for a show, it's great. Yeah, it's I, absolutely great. I agree. So yeah, that's episode one for me. Cool. All right. So next we go to this one. I think is a hard one personally. Um, we have episode five, the King of Omashu, which is, is an uh, iconic Bumi. episode. Yeah. And then you have the Northern Air Temple episode, which is. Um, oh, uh, when they find the people. Yeah, the the what the doodle episode is always what I like to call it because what that's the doodle. Wh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's. <laughs> yeah. Really um. But that that Northern Air Temple episode also introduces like a lot of the ideas of the Firebender technology and where that comes yeah. from and how smart Sokka actually is. Yeah, because because that. You really get his leadership skills in that episode. Oh my god, I I already want to talk about season two. I know. Well, we'll go, we'll get there though. We'll, we'll we're gonna there. get, we'll get there, there a little bit at a time. Oh my god, um, season two of him is like ugh. so. Uh, okay, so I have to go with the King of Omashu here, right? And it's not because. The Northern Air Temple isn't a good episode. It's such a good episode. But I think that one is definitely a little bit more like we're giving him some friends. We're, like, doing this. We're setting up more allies for him in the future in this. Um, While still being a fun episode, the King of Omashu, the addition of Bumi into the show, and how big Omashu becomes... um, to the plot in general over the next few seasons, I think it just adds more of a significance within that. The Northern Air Temple, you don't see um, th- his new friends up until um, up until the war, where they start doing that. You're right. Yeah. Boomy, you have him in the White Lotus. You have him um, in the episode where they return to Omashu. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all boxed and, up. and he's all boxed up, but he can still bend because they don't <clears throat> cover his face. Yep. Apparently, geez, what a badass thing! Did that you, is well, impressive. they didn't cover my face. I'm sure Toph can, but that's something I didn't even see. Toph, 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 100% can. See, Toph, 100%. If she was can. able to see it, she could bend it. Yeah, for sure. But since she's blind, she, she, had, she had two flaws in the whole show. She had two flaws in the whole show. And she got rid of one of those flaws. She got rid of both of them. She got rid of both of them. What was the second one? She couldn't sandbend. 
Oh yeah, she couldn't sandbend either. And in That's the right. and on the beach, or on the one episode where well, they're on the beach, it wasn't that she couldn't sandbend. She but couldn't. She wasn't good at it. She wasn't Remember, good at. She, she couldn't feel anything. She couldn't do nothing. Well, like that. yeah, she described it as it feels hazy. She can see, but she couldn't. But like see. you could tell how much losing Appa aided her because she oh. couldn't tell where they were. Yeah. If she knew where if they she were, knew. she could have stopped them. Right? Absolutely. Think Absolutely. think of where she evolves to because we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, think of way think of where Toph evolves to because they're on the beach in that third season and she goes, Look, I've been practicing my sand bending and she yeah. does a little thing and all of a sudden It's a whole city. It's all bossing all of bossing say including Every person that's in Ba Sing say. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, the she attention did a little to detail. Yep, <laughs> she did the attention to detail. So she had two flaws that she totally erased by the end of the show. Two. Uh, yeah, Those are the only true. two, and she's done with that. I'm sorry, that same episode. <laughs> Suko tagging again, and Saku goes. Guitar goes. What happened? And Saku goes. Zuko went crazy. He ruined my statue of Suki. Oh my god, hilarious. He tries rebuilding us. Oh, Andy's attacking Aang. Yeah. <laughs> he tries rebuilding. <laughs> I love that. I episode. love it. That's great. But um But yes, I think I, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Um uh, I have to agree with you, especially because after the war you don't really see the scientist and his kid much no. later. Uh you see some brief you see them briefly in season three. But um as far as I'm aware, the final battle, they're not anywhere nearby, I right? Don't, I don't really think yeah, so. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. So um I I would agree because eventually uh the Boomy does have significance and much more significance by the time it turns into season three. Mm-hmm. Um I was going to say I would argue that uh, the Northern Air Temple is more important because if it wasn't for meeting them, they would have never built the submarine. Sure, sure. That had them, you know, invade Ba Sing Se in the first place. Mm. But um, I I got to agree with you, though. Boomy ends up being ultimately more of an important character. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree. I, I just think he's – you can't ignore the significance he brings to the table with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next two we have, we have episode two, which is the Avatar Returns, um, which is, you know, he goes into episode the Avatar two, state yeah. the first time and uh, he gets uh, off of Zuko's ship and everything like that. Okay. Uh, you know, with the escape and um, Katara and Sokka make the decision to go with him right, for the yes. first time. Appa flies with Yip Yip for the first time. Yep. Um, so wow. we have that. Uh, yeah. Uh. Yep, yep. yep. He's fly. He's fly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's flying. Um, oh, that was great. So we have that episode versus the deserter, which is um, the episode with Zhang Zhang and Admiral Zhao um, coming after him, where you find out that Zhao was trained by okay. him. Go where first. Aang goes to Firebend for the first time. So yeah, you gotta go first. <sighs> These are two good episodes. For me, The Deserter is a little bit more significant. Yes, absolutely. And, I had to see what you were going to say. And here's why. It permanently defines Aang's 
relationship with firebending until Zuko comes in and can correct it, right? Right. It permanently sets him on that. Right. You officially learn about the White Lotus kind of for the first time, I believe, in this episode. Because there's... Eh, no, I'm thinking of the wrong one. I'm thinking uh, of the yeah, wrong one. Yeah, you're thinking, I'm thinking of, of the wrong one. You're thinking of the swordsman. Yes, yes. Yep. Um, so you have, okay, his relationship really, with fire. Sorry, real quick. No, you're fine. Really, that's not even the first one. Really, the first one is when Iroh is playing Pai Show. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden they do that, and then Zuko yeah. is completely lost. He's like, like what, what the are a hell? bunch of fucking tiles? I have to yeah, do with exactly. Um, so you have you have that you have Zhang Zhang, which um, you ha- that adds the addition of their Fire Nation allies that we have with us, right? These yes. are, this is the first time that no one from the Fire Nation has yes. had ill will towards Aang, except for um, the one um, Fire Priest on uh, Crescent Island. Yes, that helps. Yeah, them that's that the, that's yes. that's the only I, did other they one even up to meet that them point. At that point. Yes, they did. They did. Okay. Yeah, because that um, deserters episode sixteen. So they've been to. Okay. Yeah. yeah they've been there already. They've been to the island Shadow's at that point. Been after um, but the last and most significant um, addition to the show that you get out of this episode is Katara's healing hands. Yes. Yes. Which plays such Absolutely. a factor into everything else. Absolutely. Everything else. Um I yeah. <clears throat> I absolutely couldn't agree more with um again another character from the White Lotus that we're introduced to that we had and then all of a sudden they brought him back a hundred episodes later. Yeah. And it's like you're where did you come from? Where mm-hmm. have you been this whole time? Um <laughs> Yeah, and then you see, and then you find out that he actually trained General Zhao, and that's how you find out Zhao's downfall, and and it's just very, very great stuff. Don't get me wrong. Episode two is great. Mm-hmm. It's just when you put it against episode 16 and how solid that episode was and how excited Aang was, like you said, mm-hmm. how excited he was to firebend and then he hurt Katara and he said, I'm never I'm for firebending fire again. again. Never again. Never again. And then all of a sudden, you know, he had to, he knew, okay, I do have to learn this. Mm-hmm. There's a better way to do it, though. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that that also it speaks to there is not a bad episode of the show. No, there really that's the isn't. thing, and that's why we have to do a debate like this. Yeah. Because if we were just trying to pick and choose, we'd love everything for oh, different yeah. reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we haven't gotten through all of them, of course, but most of these episodes. You'd think, okay, this one's filler, but it's not filler. No, never. You know, most of them are super important, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Cool. So we're that we're through the outer bracket, so okay. we've eliminated four out of the 16 episodes so far, okay, which is gotcha. good. So we're going to have some episodes we've already talked about a little bit right. um, mixed with some newer episodes, too, now. Okay. Okay. So next round, we've got episode six, which is Imprisoned. And we have episode three, which is uh, which is the Southern Air Temple, which we've talked about. So um, we take all the things we've already talked about with Southern Air Temple. Now we add 
Imprisoned, which is the episode where we first are introduced to Haru. And um, earthbending is oh, illegal yeah. because they're in Fire Nation-controlled territory and they're not allowing bending. Um, the old man gets trapped under those rocks. Haru moves them. The old man rats his ass out. Yeah, that was bullshit. I was pissed at that. Rats his ass out. And then he gets imprisoned. Haru gets imprisoned with his father. Katara ends up sneaking, uh, getting her way onto the prison ship by faking earthbending and then getting them to rise through that. Oh, my God. That lever is earthbending. No, you idiot. It's the girl. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Um, Uh, This is is a hard one for me. I, I love this episode. It's a good episode. But I got to put three above this one. I was going to say the same thing. I got to put three. It's just three. For reasons we've already talked about, right? that's For reasons we already talked about and compared to episode four, three has so much more development for him. Yeah. And everything instead of that one. Yeah. As much as I love Haru, that one, that one is more considered a filler episode. Because they only bring Haru back once. Once, and yeah. And that's it. But it's really, again, it's still not even the throwaway episode because it's still important Never. to know who the hell Haru was. And it so. focuses on Katara a lot more than yes. it focuses on Aang in yes. that episode. Absolutely. So that's the first time you really give her some like screen time and yeah. some leeway with that. Okay, cool. Um, God, these next two, it's like... It's like a fucking coin toss here. And I don't even know how it randomized this way. <laughs> but, dude, we've got Siege of the North 2 versus Siege of the North Part 1. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. How the hell do you even compare these two? Oh, no. Okay. Um... So here's where we can start, right, is by listing the the points about each episode, right? So right. Siege of the North 1 has... Aang fighting, yeah, Aang fighting the ships for the first time, realizing he's overwhelmed. Going to the Koi Pond. Uh, meditating. Meditating. Meeting Ko. Zuko stealing him at the end. Oh, right? Oh, the face stealer. I forgot Z- about Z- Zuko taking Aang at the end. Yeah. Away from everything. Um, the assignment of Sokka to protect Yue, which is a huge, which sets up that huge transition. Right at right. the end of that. Right. Oh I, God, I'm the, sorry. I can't stop thinking about Cole. You're fine. I, so Cole is so crazy. Oh when God. we watched that, that show. That episode was so freaky. When we watched that show for the first time, Julie was like, oh, no. That was so creepy. Cole then, is the worst. And, and I'm like, Ang got all happy for a second. I was like, oh, no. And then she like turns back quick, and it's it's almost like a jump scare. All of a sudden, yeah. Fang, Aang's face is all normal again. He's like, "I have to go." It's, it's like fucked up. How are you so calm? Yeah. Oh my god. So, um, and yeah, I think a little bit of that co um storyline spills into. Yes, it does. But they talk it, about um how one of Aang's past lives. No, no, no. Uh, but his it, way. His past life's wife? Yeah, but I I think it spills into Siege of the North Part 2 a little bit. No. You know what I'm thinking of? He gets back on Haybai in Part 2. Yes. Yeah, so Ko's gone by that second part of it. So you have Ko isolated to that first part. Haybai. But but then you have Part 2, 
which features Katara fine getting that one up on Zuko, right? Getting him getting that one up like, oh no, like we're getting you back, dude. Yeah. And then them making the decision to save him. Where they're like, we can't leave where Aang's like, we can't leave Zuko out here. Like he didn't kill me, so why would we kill him? No. Yeah. Uh bringing him back into the fold. And then um you have Zhao killing uh the fish. Um whether it's Tui or La, I can't remember which which one is which. Yeah, but I think it was La. I think it was La that he killed. But regardless, he kills the one. You have Iroh finally. You know what? As I'm talking this out, yeah, I think I'm making two. my decision. It's, it's two. two. And I think specifically two. with two, what does it for me? Is all the character development. All the character development. All the character development. And also the black and gray animation style. After La gets killed, oh yeah, and you're only With seeing the, the flashes moon. of the bending and the mm-hmm. red moon and the blue when Aang is taking that yeah, whole. That's the yeah, other thing I is when he that. takes that whole form, yeah. and everybody like all the uh, the Water Tribe people are bowing to him, mm-hmm. so that he knows it. Like he he to, he bonded with Twee. <laughs> to get revenge for yep. the spirit world. Yeah, he right? absolutely did. Both of those so and then and then that episode gave Aang nightmares later on in the show because yeah. he felt like he couldn't control himself in the avatar state. I agree. He was so damn worried. I was in that state but I I, I defended us, but what the hell would have happened, happened if, if I killed I you? Yeah. You know, yeah, you. absolutely. I forgot that episode gives him nightmares. Yeah. By far now. By, now that I'm saying it, it's part two. It's by far and away part two. And but then you, you see Zhao's death. Mm-hmm. But but you know why. But you know why part two works so well? Because part one sets it up to be so it good. It does. It sets it up too. So it does its job. Enjoy. In saying that two's better, it's because part one it's did its job one, yeah. perfectly. It watched so that part two could run. Okay, now we've got another tough one, but I think I also know my answer to this one. Okay, so we have um, we're back to um, number one, episode one, which is "Boy in the Iceberg," versus episode thirteen, "The Blue Spirit." No, it's the blue spirit. It's the blue spirit, right? That's the thing. Is I I that's the most interesting episode about Zuko. I still think to this day. I it's think so interesting. I think it's I think the episode is layered so beautifully. Not even just with the blue spirit storyline. I think the fact that Zhao Zhao has Aang dead to rights. He has him. He has him. He has That's him. the closest anybody gets to like having Aang fully secured and done. Yeah. And his plan is, and I'm not going to kill you. You're going to sit here and rot. We're going to keep you in this place yeah. so that you can't be reincarnated and that we can win this war. He has the plan. Sokka and Katara are down for the count. They're not coming to save him. Mm-hmm. Nobody is coming for his ass. Yeah, no one's coming for They Even if they had you know, gotten fixed up the next day, they would have had no idea where Aang was. And it leads... To one of the craziest 
back and forth ever within it. And like them working together like that for the first time and you not knowing who's under the mask at first – the first time you see that episode and you get to the reveal. Yeah, the Zuko. Yeah, like, what? The first time I watched it with Julie, she she <clears throat> saw the scar and she went, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then he pulls it off and it's Zuko's face. And that there too, when, when, he's, when he's talking about Kuzan and how Kuzan was a fire. And then he says, if we were back then, yeah. do you think we could have been friends yeah, too? We been friends and he just attacks him. And then, but then Aang leaves and Julie for the first time goes, they're going to team up eventually, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And I go, I can't tell you that. Of course. But then she's going, she's going, I'm not into it at all. And I'm like, just wait. That's how beautiful this show is. Yeah, it is. And even when they team up, it's kind of still just, okay, we're doing this just so you can teach me fire about it. Yeah. And then eventually it just leads he's, to this beautiful he's friendship. He's team. Yeah, it's the he's team. He's a part of the team, and it's great. It's just they have Suko. Suko is just one of the best, has like one of the best redemption arcs he's the goal. I have ever read, ever I've I've not I it's so hard to read a redemption story that's better than that. Yeah. There really isn't. It's just the way the struggle that he had going back and forth with what the with who he is and in figuring out am I a prince or am I someone else? Am yeah. I not supposed to be who I thought I was always supposed to be? And it's just an incredible, incredible story. For it's her. so good. But yeah, Blue Spirit by far. Blue Spirit yeah, takes it, it for me you too. You know, yeah, he has him chained up. Zuko just straight. He could have, you know, let Ang rot forever. But instead, saves him and then takes him out of there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a crazy story. And the and the de- again the development for Ang and. Again, that's one of those things why he didn't abandon Zuko mm-hmm. when he was in the iceberg is because she didn't kill him then, so he was like, I, I have to save him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to leave him behind. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's Every, Everything ties into everything else mm-hmm. in this show, and that's why it's so is, good. Now, is episode or er, part one of the... Attack on the the siege of the north. Yeah, siege of the north. Is that um when? Yeah, that's this. Damn, I forgot about that. Mm. That's the same episode where Ozai kills Zuko because he finds out he's a blue spirit. It's a Zhao does it. Yeah, Zhao. But it's Sorry, but that's not um Ozai. Oh, whoops. But yeah. that's that's not in that's that episode. That's all. That's actually in the episode before. It's in the water bending master with with Paku. Are you sure? So that happened. Yeah, because sure. Yeah, because in part oh, one. Oh yeah, because then the siege starts. Yes. After that. Yes, okay. and he's and Zuko sneaks in during yeah, the siege. Yeah, that's right. Um, so okay. So let's move on. So we picked Blue Spirit out of that one. Yes, Blue Spirit. Okay. We've got number 14, which is The Fortune Teller um, with Aunt Wu, and um, number four, which is The Warriors of Kyoshi. 
It's the Warriors of Kiyoshi. I agree. It's the Warriors of Kiyoshi. I, I for forgot me. about that episode. That episode is kind of a throwaway. The only um, the only big thing we see in the Fortune Teller episode is that he's going to marry Katara. You see the the romantic interest between the two of them for the mm. first time. That's a, that's the real big thing that comes out of that. Is you is you see. I think it's funny. She she says, "What is it like?" Uh. Like a powerful warrior or something. A powerful bender. A powerful yeah. bender, yeah. And then hey, and he's like looking at his fortune and she's like, you're going to have the great despair and a conflict that's going to be toiled. This yeah, that. yeah, I know and that. Goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a, does it say anything about love? Yeah, right. <laughs> she's like, what? I know. He's like, but, huh? Um, he's like, I know all that shit. Come but, on. But yeah, I agree. And then... You know, uh, Sokka goes, uh, you know, huh, I never realized what powerful Bender Aang is. And she goes, what did you say? Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm just saying, I never realized how powerful is, he is. And then she's staring at him and it's like, oh, uh-huh. the sparks are flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's the Kyoshi Warriors by far. Not to mention Suko become or uh, Suki becomes a main character. Sokka's the, love interest. Yeah, Sokka's love interest. The whole Kyoshi Warriors have a whole story arc with them. They're just great. You learn how They're much of a great. psychopath Kyoshi was. Yeah, you learn how crazy Kyoshi. I remember they have was, a whole yeah. trial. Well, we'll get to it in season in book two, but like they have a whole trial for her that Aang's like trying to be like I didn't do it, and then she takes his body and she goes. Yeah, I did it, and I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> it was to protect my home. And it was to protect my phone, and I'll fucking do it again. Well, to be fair. He wasn't moving, motherfucker, yeah, exactly. so I killed him. Yeah, I'm she sorry. Said, she said, I pushed our islands away, and he didn't move, he so. Didn't, you know the meme of um of uh, the guy doing the peace sign next to the grave? Oh, yeah. It's There's Kiyoshi one with and... Kiyoshi's face over it, and it says Chang the Conqueror yeah. on the grave. It's 100% <laughs> what she did. Um, <laughs> okay. Now we move to um, the Solstice Part 1 um, versus the King of Omashu. So Solstice. for context, the, st- the Solstice Part 1 is when oh. is when we meet Roku's dragon for the first time. We meet Heibai for the first time. Um, and goes into the spirit world for the first time, I, which is which is a significant one. I'm going to save you some time. That's that's my pick. Okay, it's that episode. Is I it love... because of the spirit world aspect of it? Because, it's because they of how that? much they add into it. Yeah, um, uh, King uh, Bumi is. A huge character, don't get me wrong. It's a huge, great character that they introduced. Um, but nothing had... That episode itself didn't have as much development for the story as mm. this episode did during the season. You yeah. know what I mean? Bec- finally, he's exploring the spirit world. He's exploring, he's exploring the spirit world? Yeah, he's finally meeting Roku and his dragon. He's finding out he could talk to the past. He sees the comet for the first time. He sees the comet for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All of a sudden, they find out, we pretty much have till the end of summer to finish this battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it's crazy to think this whole thing happens in one summer. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's kind of weird. 
Um, Within a few weeks, yeah, it just does pretty much. But like, that's literally they have a war and dies. He comes back to life. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, what's hilarious about like Umbrella Academy is. Um, even though there are three seasons of it right now, it yeah. literally takes place within the span of like seven days. Oh no! Kidding. Yeah, it's just all this crazy shit that happens like within the short period of time. Okay. Um, but there's so much more to it. Um, yeah. I want you to watch it because I think you'd be really into it. Okay, I'll check it out. Cool. Um, so yeah, I think Solstice Part One is an easy choice there. Um, yeah, I love the King much. of Omashu episode, but the, as great. far as plot development, that's such an important mm. story just for that. Uh, it's during that episode, all you really know is Boomy is this great earthbender that's crazy and eats rocks. Yeah, exactly. You, know? like, you don't learn how powerful he exactly. is. Exactly, you don't learn how how powerful and really how smart he is. Yeah, he is a smart guy. Yeah, you don't get to see a lot of mm-hmm. that within that. Um, so. Now we have we move to episode twelve, which is the storm. Okay. Um, and then we have Solstice Part Two that it's facing off against. So this is a hard one for me because the storm tells you everything you need to know about why Aang ran away, and it tells you everything you need to know about why Zuko got banished. In a good in a really really great way and it takes 12 episodes into the season to finally figure it out and i think it makes it more significant for that reason um not more significant than solstice i think it makes the episode just significant in general for that reason solstice 2 you actually learn about ozai's plan for sozin's comet you learn uh about the fact that Aang can take on different avatar forms. Like, he takes on the Roku form at the end. Yeah. The fire priest. Hmm. For me. I think it's got to be the storm. I think so, too. Because I think they build the mystery up enough. Yeah. And I think it's because of how they build the season because they what? build the mystery what was up the enough. other episode Solstice 2. So it's that's when they're in the fire they're actually on the Crescent Island and they're at the fire oh, temple and, he, and they find out that Ozai's planning on yeah. using the comet. And Zuko's they have that whole plan to trick them into thinking Aang already got in that door. And they're like, Aang, run yeah. now." And he's and they think he's gonna and Zuko comes from behind that pillar with him. It's a great episode. It's a really, really well I done remember. episode. Um, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I I still stick with my choices. It's I do too. It's for the same reason I said with the last one. Even though the solstice was a little more ahead of this episode, this one has more development for Ang for mm-hmm. Zuko. Mm-hmm. Now you know their motivations. Now you know Zuko is just a. He's just a banished prince that did his father wrong and is trying to redeem himself yes. by just getting the Avatar. Like, And that's what he thinks will help. Mm-hmm. Aang is struggling with being the Avatar, doesn't want to be the Avatar, and ran away mm-hmm. because he didn't want to, you know, they were going to make him leave. And he didn't want to leave and go somewhere else, so he just left. Yeah, agreed. You know, and then, and then of course... um. If it weren't for him doing that and getting caught in the iceberg, 
he would have died. Yeah, exactly. Know? So it's um, it's definitely that one. Yeah, right? I agree. It's definitely that one. I, I think I think it's it just gives you. I think it, it. I think it comes at the perfect time in the season too, because you're really wondering by that point. You're like, "What the hell?" Yeah, and you're more. You're learning more and more about Aang and the characters that you might like, and then all of a sudden you get that backstory, and it's like, "Oh!" And, and then and you, you really get to see the influence mm-hmm. that he, uh, that uh, Gyatso had on him, you know, and uh, and. And then you, just but but then you just think it's about just so, you have twelve, which sets up like their backstories and their storylines, and showing how similar they are. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode in the season is the Blue Spirit. Yep. Yeah. So like it's it's another show like I was talking about before, where you're climbing a ladder. There is no step back down on the ladder. Yeah, you just keep so climbing good. over and over and over. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It's so good. All right. So we chose the storm out of that one. It was a pretty clear choice for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so next we have our first White Lotus face-off, baby. We've got, um, episode 16, The Deserter, versus episode 18, The Waterbending Master. Mm. So, out of the, out of these two, I'm picking The Waterbending Master, and here's why. So, the development of The Deserter is so important as far as Aang's aversion of firebending and, um, Katara learning to heal and find it, you know, with the significance of Zhang Zhang and right. him disappearing. With the water bending master, you meet Bato for the, or not Bato, um, Paku for the first Paku, time. Paku, yeah. You meet Paku for the first time. Won't train Katara, right? Right, because she's a girl. Yeah, Aang agrees to train her in secret and do that and do whatever. Paku says, Fuck you! You were teaching her in secret. You're yeah, never doing now this I'm again. Not teaching now you. I'm not teaching a woman's places to be a healer and like do all this shit. Mm-hmm. You find out the significance of why Grand Grand left the Northern Water Tribe. Um, and okay. and then well because you know you have that whole uh, scene of them saying that oh you're the spitting image of this person and then she's like how do you know my Grand Grand's name. And then you find out that no, she was... No, uh, that necklace. Yeah. That and, well, necklace. no, no, no. First, first, it's the woman at the healing place. Oh, yeah. She noticed, remember? And then she, yeah, she, tells, her, of, uh, she tells her... She uh, tells was, her she was supposed to get married and she left. Like, mm-hmm. she just decided she didn't want to and left or whatever. And then you have her going <laughs> to the waterbedded council and, be like, and being like, fight me. To to Paku, being like, mm-hmm. fight me, dude. I don't care. Meet me outside and let's do this. Right. And then going toe to toe with him, not having a day of For formal water bit, bending yeah. training in her life, she's going toe to toe with him until he gets her trapped. Right, because he right. is a master. But then sees the necklace and is like, I know that necklace. Yeah, I give that belonged to my fiance or whatever. And then making the decision to train Katara because – so that's the final that's the final piece of this puzzle, right? Okay. Making this t- the decision to train Katara because then Katara becomes unstoppable, right? The next episode where they're doing the Siege at the North Part yeah. 1, and she's she be- piling up every student that is coming by. Yeah. 
the point where they're like, anyone else want to go another round? And they're literally sitting there like she. And then she became a master. She herself. learns everything. She absorbs everything she teaches. And then Aang has a permanent waterbending teacher. Yeah, that's, that's true. the most significant that's part true. of that whole thing. Because he wouldn't uh. have developed without Paku, uh, or without Katara, who would not have developed without Paku. And that is the first time you see the fact that Katara is such a badass when it comes to waterbending. That's fair. Uh, this is a tough choice. I think I got to disagree with you here, though. Really? I think that... Uh, I think that's a great episode. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I think it's a great episode, but I feel like it was one of those episodes to kind of... Um, kind of introduced some conflict for Katara. And mm. it, it was one of those episodes for me that I always kind of knew eventually she would be taught. It was just she had to jump through hoops and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, the episode with Zhang Zhang just... It just... It has such an impact. It has such a... Like, again, you see Aang so excited to firebend. He's finally learning. Mm. And, and even what's-his-name is telling him, and that's and it's perfect the way they did it. It's, it's um, um, what's-his-name is even telling him, like, no, you cannot learn fire right away. You have to master water, then earth, then you do fire. Like, mm. he knows how the Avatar state works. He knows that's how you're supposed to learn it. And just uh, the, the significance of Aang, he puts yeah. so much training into it. And then all of a sudden, he hurts Katara. He vows he's never going to firebend again. And again, you find out Katara's healing powers and how OP they are and how yeah. incredible it is. And And then finding another thing was that I always liked – is uh, there's that whole episode they have in the beginning where they're in that little city, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, he's viewing different ways to firebend this and that. He just wants, you know, it's it's one of those things where he's a little kid in a candy shop. He's Mm -hmm. so excited to firebend, and then he vows, I'm never firebending again, like ever, 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 ever. And eventually... It, you know, sadly, they were like, you have to learn firebending. He said, I'm not doing it. Like, I don't have the right teacher for it, this and that. And then when Zuko shows up, he goes, you know, I think you are meant to be my master. Yeah. You know what kind of damage it can do. That's true. And you learned the difference, you know. So I think, again, it, it goes back to how much significance the episode has. Yeah, I think me. you swayed me on that one. Yeah. I it, think you did. It's just, it has a little, I, I think it's, I don't get me wrong, I think Waterbending Master is extremely important. You see Katara become a master and how how talented she is with Waterbending. Mm-hmm. But it just, when it comes down to the story, you find out, oh my god, she has healing powers and then all of a sudden, Aang's never firebending again. Yeah. So you're now you're thinking, how is he going to be the Avatar if he's never going to firebend? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. Like you can't do that. Yeah. But um. Agreed. 
They, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you definitely swayed me with that, with, okay. like, the long-term effect of that. Yes. Um, yeah. The only other... The only other point I'll offer in there, but it still doesn't sway my decision, is okay. the waterbending master is also where Zhao realizes that uh, Zuko is the blue spirit and makes that, the decision yeah, to blow up the, the boat. Yeah, that is the episode, and he blows up the yeah. boat. That is a good one. Um, That's a very good so one. He, but that doesn't make him an, uh, an enemy to the Fire Nation. After the no. siege is what makes them enemies to yeah. the Fire Nation. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the next two, I think this is kind of an easy choice for me. Okay. So we've got episode 15, which is Bato of the Water Tribe. Bato of the Water Tribe. Which is, um. Who's Bato? Oh, oh his Bato's, dad's friend. his dad's, right? like, yeah. best friend, yeah. Yeah, That, that he's uh, the companion with. However, yes. this also introduces June for the first time with, um, the Sea Shrew. Oh. Yeah. With the the venomous tongue that like causes the paralysis on people when it flicks yes. them. Yes. So here is here's why I think so. It's Bato versus the water bending scroll, which okay. is where they go into the town. They steal the scroll from the pirates, right? The water bending scroll. Pirates come after them. Um, Zuko and uh, Iroh get involved because Iroh's missing his pie show lotus piece. Right, yeah. And then he ends up finding it in his sleeve at the end of the episode, and Zuko, <laughs> like, whips it across wherever. This is probably the closest thing you'd get to a filler episode in season one. The significance yeah. the significance of the water bending scroll um, is cool because they learn a little bit more about their shit before, yeah. before going back. What is it up against? This episode? Bato of the Water Tribe. Okay. So it's a waterbending scroll versus Bato of the Water Tribe. This is why Bato wins it for me. Okay. It's because of the fact that they want uh, Katara and Sokka want nothing more to do to them f- than to find their dad and to be with their dad. And that's a big point of the whole season is yeah. finding their father and finding where he is. Yeah. And... Even after the whole thing with Aang trying not to get the message to them and everything like that, because he's afraid that they're gonna leave, leave and everything, they stay. They make the decision to stay, and them making the decision to stay is so crucial to the rest of the part, mm-hmm. to the plot, because they could have joined up with their dad yeah, again and gotten everything they wanted, and but they they know that their place is with Aang and Bato even says mm-hmm. your dad is so this proud of you and proud. i think you're making the right move mm-hmm. like you have to and that's you know Aang almost gets fucking caught with the sea shrew they come close if it weren't for that perfume at the convent and yeah. them scrambling the scents yeah they wouldn't have fucked it's another one they would have been. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's got to be that episode for me, too. Yeah. I, I agree that the pirate one, it's a good one, but it it's pretty much... Uh, yeah, and they end up blowing up the ship, one. so they end up being significant again. But, like, I... Kind of, but... But, but not as significant as thing, that moment. I would say the only thing that was significant in that moment is when... Um, is the fact that Zuko took her necklace yeah. to find them. Yeah, that's true. And how much that violated Katara. And how, you know, later on in season two, they're trapped in that prison, and she brings it up. And, like, like how about the time that you used my mother's necklace to track me and my friends? Oh, how, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. how um, 
she doesn't say violating, but it is in a sense violating. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. It's, um, but yeah. I don't think he finds it at the end of that one. He finds that necklace at the mm-hmm. end of <clears throat> uh, imprisoned. That's where he finds the necklace. He's on the ship, on the prison ship, oh, and he yes. picks it and up. Oh, yes, and then he uses So, yes, yeah, so the waterbending scroll has kind of no significance other than the scroll and the pirates. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I think, I think that's the right move. Okay. And also, in that Bato episode, you get that sequence where Zuko and Aang are fighting over the well. Over the well. You know where they're both on the well? And, like, the footwork, the animation of the footwork in that episode is just oh, yeah. fucking great. And they're fighting yeah, over the necklace, cool. over the well. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Okay. This is a cool scene. We're down to eight episodes, baby. So this All is right. going to – some of this is probably going to start getting a little difficult. Okay. This one may not be, though. So, <laughs> so um, our next round we have the Southern Air, Air Temple versus Siege of the North Part Two. Uh, Siege of the North Part 2, I gotta say. I mean, I don't know. I really like Season. I like, uh, Jesus, Season. Uh, I really like Episode 3, but, um, the significance of part Siege two of the North, and ju- I, I yeah. just think, I just to think how gorgeous the episode is, point. too. I think it's a combination of all the factors. And, and the fact, the fact, we didn't even mention this, UA turns into the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that impacts and like, everybody. And then all of a sudden you find out why she was born pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I agree. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just Siege of the North Part 2. It's yes. just, I think it's the perfect way to end the season 2. It and is. It's a good, it's a very solid way to end Yeah, season. it just keeps you like totally enthralled yes. like all the way. Um, okay, that was an easy one. Now we've got the Blue Spirit. Versus the Warriors of Kyoshi. Oh. This one's also very tough. Blue Spirit. Blue Spirit for me. Overall episode. This is where I got to start rating the overall episode. And I think it's absolutely Blue Spirit for me. Yeah. Between the music, the fight sequencing, the significance to the story, um, the amount of like zero hope there is kind of going into yeah. that breakout scene in that sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it carries over for seasons too. Like the blue spirit is a character for seasons. Yeah, that's true. Um, and like you go back to Kiyoshi Island and Suki becomes important, but this, it's so much more important for Zuko to have that episode of the blue spirit, I think, because it shows the good in him too. And the willingness that he is ready to work with other people, but he's so goddamn confused all the fucking time. With, with yeah, his shit, that's true. he's all over the that's place. That's very true. Um, okay, cool. So, Blue Spirit yeah, moves Blue on. Spirit for me. Great. All right. Next one we have is Solstice Part One versus the Storm. This one's hard for a lot of reasons. I, I feel like I think I'm gonna say the Storm. Because again, this this storm has a lot of significance to it. Um, the solstice, or Jesus, not the solstice. Um, wait, is it the solstice or it's the siege part one, right? No, solstice part one. It is. Oh, it is the solstice. So part solstice one. part one, which is um, where they're about the spirit world. Yes. And, okay. 
Um, yeah. I think I, I still got to go with the storm. With, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the storm too, just because of what we said. It has more significance. I think it just lines itself up so perfect. It, again, it, you need it at that point in the season. I mm-hmm. think it comes at the perfect time. Um, Solstice one is really good, but I don't think it's as good as the storm is. Like no, it, yeah. it has a lot of uh, essential information although, that you need for the whole story. Yeah, although I will say the the um, the Solstice gives it's a cooler episode because it gives you a uh, uh, creepier, like scary vibe. Yeah, it definitely I mean? does. Definitely, that whole episode is like meant to like freak you out a little bit. But my thing is, I think if we were putting Solstice one and two together as a whole episode. It would be way more significant, but in parts, the significance is lost just a little bit. Whereas the storm, you get everything you need in one episode, and it gives you the perfect amount of backstory for everything. That's what I think, at least. That makes sense. Um, So now we're working with um, episode 15, which is Bato, versus um, episode 16, The Deserter. Okay. I think we got to give it to Deserter here. Yeah. For the reasons we've been saying. The significance um, towards firebending, everything that takes off in the future from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So, according to us right now, before we go any further, the top four episodes of Avatar ever just broken down from this list that we've got. Of season one. Of season one. one. Yeah, of season one. Are Siege of the North Part Two, Blue Spirit, um, the storm, and um, number sixteen, which is the deserter. Yeah, I would say that's pretty. So accurate. I think I think that's a good. That's pretty. I think accurate. we're breaking them down. Now it's where it gets hard. Okay. Now we've got siege of the north two versus the blue spirit. <sighs> siege of the north part two. It's because it, it, the whole time you're seeing, you're seeing just crazy stuff happening back and forth. You see, um, I don't know if it happens at this time, but you see that Katara and Zuko are fighting, and then all of a sudden, um, the sun comes up, and Zuko has all the superiority all over again, mm-hmm. and then kidnaps Aang, which it, that does happen in part one, but um. And then he, you know, the same things we mentioned before. Yue turns into the moon. He's fighting uh, those ships as the Avatar, and then you're you're watching Zuko finally redeem himself because they had this little arc where him and um, Zhao have this little feud going the whole time, and you see he's turning into a good person. He doesn't really want to hurt anyone that much because that's another thing i forget to mention is that um ang straight up just kills Zhao. yeah and zuko tries to save him he's like you know Zhao is getting dragged and he goes take my hand mm-hmm. and Zhao is too proud to let zuko help him that he just lets himself get killed i do have to say so i thought ang killed him for a while too Okay. The the spirit does leave Aang. 
before it goes after Zhao. That is true. That is true. That's one thing I will that say because that was always a flaw for me. He's like, I'll never kill. I'll never kill. I was like, but you fucking straight up drowned Zhao. Like drowned him. Yeah, but it drowned. wasn't him. Mm-hmm. The spirit world took their it took their peace. Then back. again, I don't know if all the people on those boats made it all I don't the think time. yeah. <laughs> uh, the water killed them. Not the water a. killed the water them. Killed yeah, them. the water killed them. Um yeah, as much as it hates me to leave behind Blue Spirit, as much I as it pains me because I love that episode. I think Siege of the North is a better episode. Part two, I think, is a better episode and than that is. I love this episode, but it's not even the best Blue Spirit episode. No, it's, it's not. It's really not it's even not. the best one. It's you not. Know? <laughs> so, it, it, again, it's a great episode. It's not even the best It's one. not. It's not. And I got to say, though, that, that whole scene with Zhao, he's like, get our best sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he, oh, my God, that was crazy. That was a great episode. Okay, now we got the storm versus deserter. The I'm gonna hand this one to the storm. I I love the deserter, but when it comes to like we were saying before, the, I don't know. Actually, this is really tough. This is a tough one. Because so, there's so much significance between both of them. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? I I think I'm gonna change it and I'm gonna go for uh, the deserter. Actually, now that I think about, because really, yeah, because the storm, you finally see their origin story, which is great. You wanted to see the origin story finally, mm. but now you see the motivations behind what they're doing and why they're already at this point. Yes, when this episode, the deserter, leads to more plot point for the story. You know, now, like we mentioned before. Now Aang's not firebending. He Katara has healing powers. And and they found out Zhao's weakness is that he's way too hot headed. And and all of a sudden we have a member of the White Lotus that is either dead or disappeared. Right. Right. You know? So I And that sets up the future really beautifully too. Yeah, it sets up the story perfectly. That's fair. The storm is good, but it's the past. So like it yes. it doesn't further the story. It exactly. just adds what happened before exactly. to it. Exactly. Exactly. Well shit. <laughs> now we're stuck between the deserter and siege of the north part 2. Hmm. I think it's Caesar the North. I think if you combine all the factors that go into that episode, and it's funny that we are holding this in such high regard because it's kind of where it should be, right? A season this good should end with the best episode. It should end on the highest note it possibly can. And I think this accomplishes that, which is... I can already spoiler alert um the um the crossroads of destiny or whatever the last episode of book 2 is will not oh, be my yeah. favorite episode of book 2 it's it's just like the last one the the last one of book 2 what that's that's not my favorite episode of book 2 for sure you know what i mean like i'm just saying it's not going to be each time we do this the last episode oh, of the see. show is not going to be him. It, it, it's going like, to be up there. It won't be number one. For it, you. Probably not. Okay. 
I see. If I, I'll tell you off air what I think my okay, top one's yeah. going to end up with, and it'll be I, hard to beat. Because I was going to say, I argue that you find out Aang's dead, and all of a sudden, season's over. And it's but like, you don't right, know. He, that's the thing. You don't know he's necessarily dead. Well, until, well, wait, 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 we're getting ahead yeah, of ourselves. Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting we, we got a Siege of the North Part Two and Desert is what we're focusing on right now. Okay. okay. And I think, like I said, I think. Siege of the North 2 just culminates everything perfectly for it. I think the information that Zhang Zhang gives in Deserter is so significant to the plot of everything going forward. But it, if you are looking at them side by side, it's not nearly as good as an episode. Yeah, I gotta agree. Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree with that. Um... Because again, we're talking about how how important that the deserter was to the plot of the story, but the end of this, the end of this is um, season has huge importance to the story. It's you finally see Aang going into the into the Avatar state again for in this huge new form that we've never seen him take before, mm-hmm. and. Um, you have, like mentioned, you have Yue going to the moon. You have Suko staying alive. You have you have Zuko and Iroh turning into enemies of the nation. Um, and then you have, uh, you have, like you mentioned, Katara becoming a master. Mm-hmm. And Yue, like I said, Yue turning into the moon. And then the thing we haven't even talked about yet. Azula appearing in the final shot of that episode. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, we've got a new Omega-level threat. All right. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I forgot I forgot about that. Because, yeah, they introduce a new villain, then it's all of a sudden, it's like, okay, that's all we give you. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I have to agree. I think I'm going to give it to part two here. Yeah. And, yeah, because The Deserter, it's a great episode. But Siege but of the North just Siege ends it North. on such it, a good It does. For, no. having, for being the end, for being like the finale episode, it's very good yeah. what they did with it. I agree. Absolutely. Cool. So that was a decent amount of work we had to put into yeah, that. It was. But through our bracket, through process of elimination, we have come to a mutual agreement. Siege in the North Part 2 is the best episode in Season 1, or our favorite episode from Season 1. That was fun. I feel like it was cool to, like, kind of put comparisons onto, like, two of the episodes we wouldn't even compare some of the times. It was hard. Fuck. It hurt so bad leaving the blue spirit in the dust, man. I know, but like like I mentioned, that's not even the best one with the blue spirit. No, it's, it's not. It's when he returns and it's like, what? He's back? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so, uh, so uh, what do you say we do this next week with uh, book two? I think that's great. Let's me. fucking that's do fun it, baby. That's and dandy. Um, anything else you need to get off your chest before we get out of here, dude? Uh... I mean, not much. I did read Batman Beyond the White Knight. Yes. Um, very good end to the story. Um, like you said, you're kind of on the right. They're kind of on that path where um, they're trying to frame Bruce for um, Terry's parents' death. Yes. 
Uh, I think it's cool that Robin is back. I kind of like the suit. I kind of don't like the suit at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. I think the R is way too far. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do like the costume. I do. Um, I think it's kind of cool to see how weak Batman actually is now. Mm-hmm. Um, or Bruce is now, I should say. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Because it looks like... Um, he has to work with Barbara and yeah. this new guy now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, yeah, man. I, I really just this. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome very much. Um, so until next week, we can catch you on what's going on on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Um, I was proud of you for the way you killed it during that superhero quiz last thank week. You. Holy thank crap. You. He, there, there's, he made it a little easy for me. Ah, there were some things that I was like, struggling with at home that you nailed in a second you said something the other day that i like while i was listening to it you answered one of the questions i audibly went damn ben (laughs) so be proud of yourself for that one dude thank you um and you can catch us here every sunday you can catch our cousin tyler both on what's going on and on noise candy which drops um between probably on sundays now we'll be dropping it because i'm in charge of that never forget (laughs) that tyler um until then stay safe stay hydrated um the sun's getting brutal in western new york so it's getting brutal but make sure you get some of that serotonin in you from that sunlight and just keep a positive energy um keep on a good mindset and my boy will end this the same way we went end every week with a one two three see ya (laughs) 